0: Welcome to Snares Book Prep Uncovered, the podcast where we talk with staff, pupils and parents to understand more about life at the school. Now, each episode, I'm joined by Ralph Dalton, head teacher at the school, and together we usually speak to a guest, so it's a bit of a three-way conversation. But this episode's a little different. Because today, Ralph's the guest, and he's going to answer some of my questions about values at Snares Book Prep, how they came about, their purpose and which values are so important for staff and pupils at the school. So come with me now as we speak with Ralph Dalton about values at Snaresbook Prep. Ralph, good morning. Thank you for being here. Uh, And how are you today? Yeah, I'm okay, thank you,
1: Simon. I always feel like the need to sort of explain where I am, but all these episodes have been recorded in the same place, in the uh, office. Um, it's a bit of a chilly morning, mm-hmm. uh, a chilly cycle in, but it's it's very pleasant.
0: And often when we're recording, we can hear the sound of children playing out uh, in the playground. Does that mean that right now they're in class and they're learning, or does that mean that you've banned playtime? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no it's uh it's very uh it's first thing so they're actually all probably doing mostly maths or english um mm. no no i haven't i haven't banned playtime yet
0: <laughs> didn't think you had for a second excellent look ralph we're going to be talking then about values at snesbit prep on this podcast episode but first of all before we actually understand what the values are or how they may have changed recently, just tell us why you feel it's important to have values in school in the first place.
1: Oh, what a great question! Um, so, so what do we want for our children? We want, you know, if you say what if you say as a parent, what do you want out of what do you want for them? Um, some people will answer, oh, I want them to get a good education. And I think if mm-hmm. you always ask the question, why? Well, why do you want them to get a good education? Well, because I want them to get a good job. Or why do you want them mm-hmm. to get a good job? Well, one of the obvious answers is, is to be able to earn money and have a good life. And essentially, I think if you keep asking why long enough, you get down to a single word, which is happy. Essentially, I think most of us as parents want our children to be happy. Um, in fact, I would even put forward that most of us, just want to be happy now that's not to trivialize it. it's in the sense that well how do you do that what makes you happy what what leads to being happy and again you could investigate what we mean by the word happy because you've got that very short term sort of um ecstasy if you like at one end Mm -hmm. um or a sort of a, a slower more subtle sense of contentment There is an argument put forward by Dr Mark Brackett who's looked into this that basically says what we want to do is we want to encourage our children to feel that sense of contentment That's where we should be going. Yes, your life's going to be punctuated by moments of greater happiness, you know, those more intense feelings. But they shouldn't be the ones that you're looking to gain all the time. And in fact, he argues that actually seeking those um, intense pleasures actually leads to quite dangerous behavior in terms of either risk-taking for adrenaline or um, Mm drug-taking, you know, or leads you into relationships that can be, um, you know, intoxicating but not very... Um, stable or steady and give you what you need uh, Mm -hmm. on a long-term basis Mm. so so then the next question is okay so what leads to a sense of contentment what gives this contentment that we're looking for the idea behind this is the sense that we are our best selves is the way you you i think you often hear it you know Mm. you say okay what does it mean to be our best selves so and i think different people will interpret what it is to be our best selves in different ways but The question I came to was okay, well, whatever it means to be your best self, and I can't, I don't want to dictate to people what their best self is. Mm -hmm. I want to give our children the tools to be that. So, what tools do you need to be your best self? So, I looked around for. People with more understanding on this issue than me, and like a lot of the things we do at Snaresbrook Prep, we always look for the research, or you know, at least an idea. I was going to say a theory, but it's probably more a hypothesis. I'm not entirely sure what the difference is between the two. But we found, um, I say we found, like. You know, there's a there's the Jubilee Center um, for Character and Virtues, and they're part of the University of Birmingham. And they've done a lot of research on what it is we need to teach children so they can be the best version of themselves. That's what we've we've investigated, because actually, if you get those, if you form the right character, then people can be their best selves and that will lead to happiness um, Mm. in whatever form that is. So that's, that's why I think they're important. They're not just important for school. I think your question is, why is they important for school? They're not just important for school, they're important for life. And mm. actually it's a primary setting we're trying to put in place those foundations for children.
0: I'm really glad that you clarified the difference there between the the two different t- or two different extremes of happiness. You mentioned about the short-term ecstasy and the longer-term contentment. I, I guess you could say a short-term ecstasy could be something like going to Disneyland or something like that, which is you know packed in with good feelings when you're there, but does it contribute towards a a longer-term contentment in life? And and they are two very different things, aren't they? And some people might view the pursuit of happiness as being almost selfish because it's it's literally dealing with the self isn't it you know about making yourself happy but then you're questioning well what is it that makes myself happy you know is it the act of helping other people that makes me happy and then it's taking away from the short term ecstasy side of things and looking more so at that longer term contentment I
1: mean absolutely and I don't know if this is more from a very personal perspective I would agree. I would say that those short-term, high-intensity moments of happiness or joy do tend to be much more selfish. Contentment, certainly for me, comes from when I feel I'm contributing positively, so making a difference to somebody else. And that is, I would argue, well, it's selfish in the fact that you can argue there's no selfless good deed. All good mm-hmm. deeds are done because, for some reason, they make you feel good because you... Mm think morally that's the right thing to do or whatever but yes I think that sense of contribution for me um, and making a positive difference in the world leads to that contentment and also when you are taking steps in the pursuit of a goal or achieving something you know that that's um that's again what leads to this sense of contentment and fulfillment Mm. i mean it's what um so all the work the jubilee center do is based on the thoughts of aristotle and he said the aim in life was to flourish you know i figure if you go back two thousand years to one of the the greatest thinkers, that's probably a good place to start when you're thinking about what do we teach the children.
0: Okay. well, look, so here we are then in the academic year 2021-2022. Tell us a little bit then about the values at Snaresbrook Prep today.
1: So what we've done is, again, based on the Jubilee Centre, identified what they call four virtues. The phrase they give them are intellectual virtues, moral virtues, civic virtues and performance virtues. So to sort of explain those, intellectual virtues are how you think to give you some examples things like uh, thinking critically being curious judgment reasoning uh, reflection you've then got the virtues around morals you need a moral compass in life to help guide your decision making so those would be things like compassion courage gratitude humility honesty um, justice the list goes on Mm -hmm. then you've got the civic virtues so that is things like citizenship civility community neighborliness service volunteering those types of ideas Mm -hmm. and then the fourth and final one is enabling virtues or performance virtues so those are the things that help make things happen so things like confidence determination motivation perseverance resilience collaboration teamwork those types of things and this is based on our you know if you have those four elements mm-hmm. as part of your character that enables you to flourish and be this mm-hmm. this best version of yourself so what we've done is we've taken these four uh, areas and we spoke to the pupils and we spoke to the staff to find the language that would work best for us Mm -hmm. and we've labelled them sort of thinking behaving choosing contributing schools are always talking about what their values are and they're always trying to work out what values they should highlight and the dilemma you face is you want to keep it simple Mm -hmm. because you can remember what can you remember four to ten things at most Mm -hmm. easily yeah um but which which ones do you leave out do you go for judgment or curiosity do you go for Mm -hmm. integrity or kindness do you go and you and you know I might not be picking the right two that you're going to argue over but you can get to 30 words around these areas Mm -hmm. and then you can never agree on the four or five Mm -hmm. and actually that's because the four or five don't exist in isolation of each other they work together I feel you need and what I liked about the way it was presented is is that if you have four areas you can you can have these other values, these other habits, these other mm-hmm. skills come under these values. But it's very easy to think, OK, right, in any situation, mm-hmm. how am I thinking about this? What's mm-hmm. the moral dimension to this? And it's very easy to do. So we, and also, I would really like our children to come away from, from Snaresbrook Prep being able to do the right thing at the right time, in the right way, for the right reasons. That's what we're, we're doing there. And again, we sort of phrased them as verbs because they are things that you do. We want children to think. These aren't just labels, you know, you need to be these things. Mm-hmm. So how am I thinking? What am I choosing to, you know, how am I choosing to behave? Am I choosing to be honest? Am I contributing by being polite?
0: So give us a couple of examples as to how that actually plays out in everyday life at school. Because, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about what you're saying here, and all of these things sound fantastic. But then how does it translate? How does it actually appear and show itself in school life, maybe when children are in the playground or when they're learning something in history or when they're playing in an orchestra, something like that.
1: Let me say, so under thinking, the ones we have sort of promoted, and they can change, um, are being curious, judgment, being optimistic, reasoning, reflecting, knowledge and being resourceful. So, th- so there are those. Under the sort of moral ones, thankfulness, honesty, respect, integrity, kindness and fairness... Um, under how we behave, so the enabling value or the enabling values that help us actually turn our good ideas into good actions. Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, courage, uh, determination, humility. Uh, what else? We've got resilience, collaboration, perseverance and discipline. Discipline is the, is the ability to do something whether you want to or not. And it's mm. one of the key things that enables people to be successful because you know, you wake up in the morning and you think, I really don't want to tackle this difficult problem. Mm. But, you know, being able to do that is, is vital.
0: Yeah, I guess that discipline in the 50s was kind of sitting in straight rows in school and behaving yourself, whereas discipline that you're talking about here is making the right choices. You, in fact, you're you in words about whether or not you want to and making good habits through our lives.
1: For me, you know, again, one of the key things we do here is prepare children for the next step, you mm. know, the next step at school, the next step in life and building that muscle in terms of being able to do what needs to be done whether you want to or not Mm, well it's been vital in my life it's been where i've both succeeded and failed Um, and so i figure that i wish somebody had taught it to me explicitly um, when i was at school
0: that's a really good point when you were at school when i was at school when the people listening to this podcast were at school I imagine a lot of these things weren't even on the radar for a lot of schools to be teaching to children. It was all about learning English and maths and history and and all of those things. And of course, those things still happen at school. They still happen very much at Snaresburg. But it's looking at all of these other things as well which affect us as people and arguably are are more important than these curriculum subjects.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Again, school is there to pass on well traditionally his well, some people would even argue school is just one long test for university entrance that's one sort of argument (laughs) about what school is we would want school to like I say what do you want school to be surely you want to be the first stages that puts in the foundation stone Mm. so people can have a successful Mm. life so yes you do need the knowledge but it was assumed that you would pick up these other elements Mm. and things like discipline you kind of did pick up through fear or through you know not wanting a negative consequence but nobody was explicitly showing you why it was so useful mm. it was done more from a basis so i'm going to tell you these are important and you're going to accept they're important mm. whereas i think what we're trying to do now is show you that they're important give you experiences where you can both succeed and fail at them and then reflect on what difference that makes mm. so in you asked them, so how would you see it in school the theory is there's three ways that children learn or absorb these if you like they can be they can be taught explicitly mm-hmm. they can be caught and they can be sought we as a school can teach them mm-hmm. you know uh, so we can define we can give the children a definition and try and explain what they mm-hmm. are by being in the environment where these things are of importance and everybody is is behaving in accordance with these mm-hmm. that is caught it sort of rubs off on okay you. the third one is actually where the pupils themselves or we ourselves actually we, we seek them out we seek to look for the lessons from other people from other role models but also in our own lives you know we reflect on what's happened to us and we reference um, these virtues and these values that come under each of the virtues mm-hmm. and think ah, oh, yes actually which one did I need there mm-hmm. how well did I do it mm-hmm. Should I have had some others at play? Mm -hmm. So, uh, one that happens all the time, children are lining up to go somewhere, uh, the child in front of the, you know, at the front of the queue or somewhere in the queue before, and, you know, the second child uh, is looking the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So, a child sees this and starts shouting, you need to turn around, you know, or, you know, whatever they do. And normally you just say, uh, you know, no talking, you know, we're lining up in silence or whatever. Mm -hmm. But actually we can say, right, hang on a second, what were you doing there? So, you were trying to be helpful, mm-hmm. so that's the right thing, but was it being done in the right way? Mm. Were you unkind in your words when you were pointing out the floor? Yeah. Were you working collaboratively? Did you find out what they were doing? You know, for example, maybe they'd spotted something that also needed addressing. Mm.
0: And that's why I've heard you say, not just today, but in previous podcast episodes, that it's all about doing the right thing at the right time, in the right way, for the right reasons.
1: Yeah. And again, it's that, you know, how often do we do, you know, do something that is helpful, but we're doing it for us? Mm. You know, is that the right reason? Mm. You know, we're trying to be helpful. Yeah. And you, and actually, you know, there are situations in class where, you know, a child essentially looks like they're trying to help, but they're actually hindering because they are trying to be the helpful child, because that's a good thing. Mm. But if their reason is to do it for themselves rather than actually does, you know, class need me to do this or does the teacher need me to do Mm -hmm. this no the teacher actually needs me to just do what they've been asked to Mm do then it's not the right reason and again I think also I think it's really important in life we get trapped in situations where we do what looks like the right thing Mm -hmm. and probably is the right thing but we are not doing it because we believe morally it's the right we're not doing it from a moral point of view, we're, we're doing it from the perspective of not wanting people to think ill of us. Okay. You know, so it's like I have to help this person. Okay. Um, because if I don't, I'll be seen as heartless.
0: Uh, I see, um, okay, good example. But
1: but actually, I'm not doing it to help them, mm-hmm. I'm doing it to protect my reputation. Mm-hmm. And The next thing that happens is then you become resentful of resentful to that person look i'm helping you and you don't seem to be you know appreciating it that's because you're not really doing it because to help them you're doing it because Mm. you're doing it for you so i think sometimes it may not be the best example but i think and 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 in lots of these there is no right answer but reflecting through these four things Mm -hmm. help us understand situate that it adds more nuance mm. to our understanding of a situation and for me personally in those situations I can then think oh, okay yeah hang on why am i doing mm. this is it am i am i entirely right to be a bit resentful here or hurt or feel like they've let me down because actually yeah why am i doing yeah. this oh i yeah. am doing this for me okay am i happy to carry on doing that mm. yeah i am or no i'm not mm. um you're sowing seeds mm. and that's why having four very simple ways to look at the world okay how am i thinking about this what am i choosing morally to do about this what do i think is the right moral thing to mm-hmm. do how am i helping the wider picture yeah. um, and what do i actually need to enable me to make a difference here if, if you just go through life with those four sorts of ideas i think that will take take you a long way so
0: well that's great for the children that's great for the people listening to this is great for you and me talking about this right now uh ralph we probably need to bring this one to a close now. Um, We can also hear the delightful sound of children out of your window now as well. So that's a perfect place to bring it to a close.
1: Yeah, we've let them out. We've (laughs) let them out. Let there be fun.
0: Let there be fun. I love it.
1: (laughs) I I should say, actually, every lesson is fun.
0: (laughs) And one last question. If anyone's heard anything and they've got a question about values in school, Um, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you
1: probably the best way drop the office just an email it's office at snaresbrookprep.org or if you're more interested in the work that the jubilee center do just search for jubilee center as part of the university of birmingham and they've got lots of resources on their their website um, that explain all about it
0: that's great well thank you for your time today thanks for explaining all of this to us i really appreciate you being here no thanks
1: simon it's been great to chat about
0: it Thank you, Ralph, for joining us on this episode of the podcast and delving into values at Snares Book Prep. It was really great to hear the thought, care and passion in the core values at school. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this one. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.